Good Morning Teacher, I'm Noelle Pickering. On the Good Morning Teacher podcast, we bring practical solutions to busy teachers because you can love your job and leave your work at school. Join us each week to talk through tools and strategies that help you maximize your time and effort both in the classroom and at home. I'm excited to cheer you on as you face the week ahead. This episode is sponsored by Post-it Notes. Make every lesson more engaging by incorporating Post-it Notes. Students were always pumped when I used them in a lesson, and now science agrees. According to research from UCLA and Carnegie Mellon, students enjoy learning more with Post-it Notes. It's never too early to start thinking about what you and your students need for back to school. Post-it Notes are useful for teachers, from jotting down a quick reminder to creating a to-do list, and they are useful for students. Math teachers, you will love using them as a tool for solving equations, the real number system, and order of operations. Check out maneuveringthemiddle.com slash post-it notes for three hands-on ways to use them in your math classroom. teachers, you're listening to episode number 14. Last week on the podcast, Mandy Rice and I chatted all about flipping your classroom. If you haven't been able to check it out, you can go to maneuveringthemiddle.com slash episode 14 or listen in your favorite podcast player. Today, we are going to switch gears for a little bit and talk about finishing the year strong. This episode is going to air in early May, and we know how May goes, right? It can be overwhelming between state testing and end-of-the-year festivities, and while I'm sure this year won't be typical by any stretch of the imagination, it will still be full, and as teachers, we are still tired. I wanted to make this episode a little lighthearted, where I give you eight ideas to finish the year strong, both mentally and physically. Remember, if you are driving and you want to reference some of these ideas later, you can always check out maneuveringthemiddle.com slash episode 14, and you will see a neatly organized post with all of the links and photos. And be sure to check out the listener freebie that I'll share about in a minute. Let's do it. These eight ideas are things to help you finish the year strong. I would not recommend trying to do them all. You will be way too tired for that, but hopefully one or two will resonate with you. First up, take the opportunity to try something new. Have you been hearing about a software or a program or a game that sounds fun, but you really haven't had the energy to figure it out? Maybe you've wanted to try a new classroom management incentive or reorganize your classroom. All of these things are great to try at the end of the year, which I know sounds a little bit strange, but let's think about it. You likely have a little more flexibility with pacing at the end of the year, as many of our state assessments require students to be finished with the content well in advance of the last day of school. I love trying something new in May also because it gives me a taste of what it might look like to roll it out in the fall. It's nice to work out some of the kinks and then start fresh in the fall. Or maybe you decide to try something and it really doesn't work and it's not worth the time and energy. Well, then you really haven't planned to to do that. Um, And then you didn't waste any precious time at the beginning of the year with a new group of students. You can easily regroup over the summer when you have more mental energy to devote. Number two, student and teacher reflections. Reflection is such an important part of the learning process, especially for us as teachers. 
And unfortunately, there just isn't a lot of margin for us to spend time reflecting each and every day, at least not in the way that we may like. However, before the end of the year, it's worth the time and effort to reflect and write down things that went well, things that could be changed, and things that you will literally never, ever do again. (laughs) I love a plus delta chart where you can write the positive things and then the things you would like to change. You could do this as it relates to your actual content, your classroom environment, your team, really anything. Students also can reflect and even share those reflections with you. They can write a letter to students in the grade level below them. They too could add a plus delta chart as long as you gave them some prompting. For example, virtual schooling, because I'm sure at some point they were virtual, plus things that worked well, delta, the things that they would change or if they were moving forward would like to see changed. I always like to ask the question, what is one thing you accomplished that made you feel proud of yourself? That's a really powerful question and it helps build um, just autonomy and their voice by really thinking through what do I feel proud of myself for and what did I accomplish this year? You could also do a survey with more specific topics or questions perhaps their favorite lesson or the concept that was most difficult for them. I realize many of you have middle school students, so you may encourage them that the survey is confidential, but not necessarily anonymous. Number three, do an end of the year celebration or countdown. These are just straight up fun, and there are so many different ways to do this. One idea is to have students make a flip grid answering specific questions like something they learned this year or a moment they felt proud. This is a fun thing that can be compiled into a mixtape to share with the class or other teachers. Second, you can count down each day with a paper chain or a balloon pop. If you do a balloon pop, inside could be a student that is spotlighted each day. They could be spotlighted with encouragement or a special treat like changing seats or a literal treat of some kind. You could also take that countdown idea and use a different class activity that's just kind of fun to do each day. In fact, we love that idea so much that we made it very simple because, you know, we like practical one for you to grab as our listener freebie. So you can go to maneuveringthemiddle.com slash episode 13 to grab the download and set it up in your classroom. Super easy, and you can check that one off your list. Speaking of listener freebies, you may be interested in idea number four, you as an escape room. There are so many different ways to set up an escape room in your classroom, most of which are really rather simple. The digital version that we have is a Google form designed with a specific situation that students are escaping from. They must complete the problems correctly in order to move on to the next slide and gain the next clue to help them escape, right? These are fun ways to continue to teach and reinforce skills throughout the year while still keeping things fresh and new. I love that there's a scenario to escape or clues to solve and that students can usually work both independently or in a partner or small group. The fact that they're designed with Google Forms make things a lot easier um, because it will work for both virtual students or students who are in person. You can grab that freebie at the same website as before, or you can just create your own escape room where it just basically makes solving these problems a little more engaging and a little more fun. And it's just a nice way to wrap up the end of the year with some collaboration. Number five is to incorporate project-based learning or a cross-curricular project. Just recently in our Facebook group, we had this conversation about what to do after state testing. And I want to be clear, 
As teachers, it is totally our responsibility to continue to teach to the end of the year. And incorporating projects throughout the year is an amazing feat. So I'm not saying don't do projects until after state testing, but what I am saying is that if you aren't comfortable doing projects earlier in the year or you find yourself really short on time, then it may be easier to save some of those larger, more in-depth projects till after state testing. In my experience, at least in my classroom, projects always took longer than I planned for. And so that's something to keep in mind. The other benefit is that you may be able to coordinate with other teachers to do something cross-curricular or invite a speaker that relates to your PBL. There are so many opportunities and ways to help students apply all that they've learned as the culmination at the end of the year. I like to think of a PBL or project at the end of the year kind of like a senior project or a dissertation where they're having to put all of these things together um, and present it in a certain way. If you, depending on your situation this year, there may be a way that you could um, video some of the presentations or invite parents to see Or I know for my son, when we were in a situation because of COVID, we were able to watch a performance via Zoom during the middle of the day when we weren't able to go up to campus. So that's another option to just kind of think through how you can involve parents um, as this culmination of the end of the year. Finishing strong is not limited to just students, which is why idea number six is to do staff awards. This is such a fun way to build a strong staff culture and really make people feel appreciated. And who doesn't like to feel appreciated? I know I love that feeling. I love when our, we're able to celebrate our Maneuvering the Middle team and they feel appreciated. And so you can do that on your campus in multiple ways. But one thing to keep in mind and just I want to caution you with is that to make sure you include everyone on the campus. Think about office staff, custodians, specialists, really anyone who works on that campus, because we obviously don't want to leave anyone out. If you want to start small, you could organize staff awards for your grade level or your department. They're more fun if they're themed. Um, Bonus points if you can come up with a little prize to go with it. Think of things like summer fun or school supply. Um, Super easy and something that could be picked up at the store uh, for a minimal cost, but also pretty creative. Now, if you're an administrator listening, or maybe you want to approach your administrator about doing staff awards for the whole campus, that's another great way to finish the year strong. You may consider asking the PTO to help by coordinating a lunch or a local business to donate some snacks or treats. At one of my schools, we had an annual soup and salad lunch that was fairly easy to pull off. The PTO asked parents to make a soup in a crock pot or a type of salad, and it was delicious, and it was a treat that we all appreciated and looked forward to. My sister's school always did an awards night where they had a dinner and celebrated different milestones throughout the year, and I think that's super unique and exciting, um, and just one way to feel appreciated, to appreciate others, and to feel celebrated at the end of the year. If you haven't done any of these things on your campus, then remember, start small. It's the thought that counts. Number seven, Begin teaching next year's content. Can you imagine if you had a class that came to you ready to go for the next year? One way to do this is to reach out to the next grade level teacher. So if you're a seventh grade teacher, go talk to your eighth grade colleagues and find out what would be helpful. Is there something you can review or a new concept to teach that would set your students up for success in their classroom? When I taught eighth grade, I spent quite a bit of time teaching linear equations in order to help students find success when they got to Algebra 1. It was a win-win. Lastly, number eight is to get outside. Typically, the weather is really nice in the spring, 
maybe even hot if you're from the South like me, but the fresh air is good for everyone. One thing that I've learned as a mom is how much happier my kids are when we go outside. We could literally be doing the same activity outdoors and it goes over so much better. So that may mean getting a class set of clipboards together to allow students to go outside. It may mean taking your scavenger hunt to the nearby trees. Anytime you have the opportunity to take your students outside, you won't regret it. It may be a little stinky when you come back in, but I can guarantee that they will be asking if they can do that again. So as a quick recap, today I shared eight tips for finishing the year strong. Let me count them down real quick. Number one, try something new. Number two, take the time for personal reflection, both for you and your students. Number three, try a celebration or a countdown. Number four, check out or try an escape room. Number five, incorporate a project or PBL. Number six, celebrate as a staff with staff awards. Number seven, set your students up for success by starting next year's content. And number eight, get outside. Also, don't forget that we talked about our listener freebie, the end of the year countdown that you can grab at maneuveringthemiddle.com slash episode 14. Thanks for listening. If you don't want to miss the future episodes, please take a minute to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you are tuning in. Our Maneuvering the Middle team is loving the new format, and we are hopeful that these ideas can spur you on as you do the good work in your classroom. Your downloads, rating, and general enthusiasm helps keep us going. Gray on iTunes said, I'm a huge Maneuvering the Middle fan. I'm thrilled that I can add a bite-sized podcast to my resources. It's so encouraging. Gray, thanks so much for listening. For all of the links, resources, and freebies mentioned today in one easy place, check out maneuveringthemiddle.com slash episode 14. I'm Noelle Pickering, and you've been listening to the Good Morning Teacher Podcast. Until next time, friends, make it a great week.